Welcome to the Everyday Leader Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Leadership game from Sis and Broham. Let them know, fam, you got jewels to give them. Because people are filled with knowledge but still starving for wisdom. It ain't about blowing up. It's about participating in your own life by showing up. That's what everyday league's about. So kick back and listen to the podcast to figure it out. Because the softest created a view like Robert Walters. Steffi and Adolphus, tight like halters. Down since the altar a decade ago. The everyday leader is the best way to go. Personal development enveloping your whole being. Black, brown, Korean, and even European. Pay attention, because it's appropriate. This was brought to you by Salter and Associates. Come on. And I'm joined today with my amazing husband, Adolphus Salter. Say hi, honey. Hello, everyone. It is a great day to have a great day. Today's episode is about leading in friendship. In the past, the sacred unwritten rules of friendship were a matter of common sense. People were highly ethical and cherished their friendships. Nowadays, this common sense seems to be less common. We often hear awful stories of people who used to be good friends, but suddenly turn into bitter enemies. Could things be much more simple if we just remember to follow the long forgotten friendship ethics? Well, what better experts could we find other than our best friends for this subject? (laughs) Yes, that is right. We have invited our best friends to join us on this episode. I am so excited. Are you excited, honey? I'm very excited. And later in our Everyday Leader Life Lessons, they will be sharing with us their top friendship codes to live by. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome Welcome back, back. everyone. And as we were saying uh, previously, we do have uh, our best friends on here. So uh, we plan to have a good time with you sharing all this information today. And I will start off. I will introduce my best. We'll call him Bestie. My Bestie today. Um, Romance. <laughs> see, don't start. Okay, sorry. Ran, um, uh, my friend Randy Mortis. Uh, I'll give you a little bit about him. Um, he's the president and CEO of Black Top Government Solutions. Um, Mr. Mortis has a bachelor's in computer science from Hampton University, a master's in information systems from Seton Hall University, and an MBA from the University of Maryland College Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Credential, brother. Uh, Mr. Morris's company provides software and systems engineering services to federal, state, and local governments. And just to give you a little bit of background. What is your bestie bio? <laughs> just to give a little, a little background about uh, Randy and I, how we met. Uh, both of our parents, our fathers, were in the military. And we actually met in Korea. Uh, that was a while back. Did <laughs> I get a year? 19, that was 87. I know we were there from the 86 to 88. And I believe we met in 87. Cause I think yeah, we, we came in 87. Okay. Y'all came in 87. Cool. Okay. So we met in 87 and, um, we left in 88 to go from Korea to Maryland. So, you know, when we met, uh, we were cool. We were friends and I kind of thought it was another one thing. Cause when you're in the military life, it's kind of like you move every two to three years right. and mind you, this is before social media and all of that. So the only way to keep in touch was either to call someone or write a letter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I moved, I figured, Hey, you know, we were cool in Korea. It was about a year. A, little, um, a year friendship and we had a good time and everything like that has some funny stories about that 
But um, I just figured, you know, hey, this is another friend I met before we moved for our next two, two, three-year station. And the crazy thing was after we moved from Korea, we moved to Maryland and got stationed at Aberdeen Proving Grounds. And then they got stationed there right after us. You guys came in 80, no. He came in 90. 90, that's right, 92 years. So he came in 92 years after that and ended up like on the military base right down the street from me. And our parents knew each other. So that was when we kind of really got, really got close and tight. Mm -hmm. So friends since 87. Awesome. Say hi to the people, Randy. What's going on, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate you being on uh, today, brother. We for life. For life. Yes. Full life, thirty years strong, thirty plus years in this. Oh man, thirty! Yeah, we got a lot of things. Look, That's it's a lot. Of a lot it's a lot of stuff that ain't gonna make the podcast. <laughs> right. Right. Oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm going to do my besties bio. So, Dr. Shante House, she is the proud and blessed mother of two daughters, Genesis and Zion. Beautiful, beautiful daughters. Uh, She has professionally been in social services for over 22 years, with over 16 of those years in philanthropy and human development. In addition to her experience, she has a BS in psychology with a minor in sociology, MS in Christian counseling, doctorate of economic development, and honorary doctorate of humanitarian. She is a certified life coach and the owner of SGH Consultant and Supportive Services, LLC, since 2008. Purpose Life Coaching LLC since 2019 and founder of Genesis Outreach, which helped at-risk youth, uh, Inc. since 2007. And so for the bestie bio, my bestie, her bestie bio, um, Shantae became my best friend after the first day of us meeting. (laughs) We were in a training together for a new job at Fort McPherson. And by the end of the training, everyone thought we had known each other for years. And we both decided during that training, we would be best friends. And that was 11 years ago. So please welcome my bestie, Dr. Shante House. And of course, my signature will be whoop, whoop. There you go. I love it. (laughs) So we want to really dive into some of these discussion points, which is really the... I'll put in quotation marks, forgotten friendship codes, right? Um, Just kind of sticking to the intro. And so one of the forgotten friendship codes we want to kind of get your feedback on is the first one is friends exes should be off limits. Is that a forgotten friendship code or what? Uh, I'll take, I'll start with this. I, I don't know if it's forgotten now. Of course, I've been married now 12 years. And I can't think so. Going to Hampton, uh, especially when you go to HBCUs, not Hampton specific. And Dolphins, <laughs> Dolphins knows this. Be careful, brother. Uh, Be careful over there. Yeah, no, I'm not even going there. But we, y'all seen the movie like The Best Man, but we're not going that far. But you, you tight with your. I got about five or six guys from Hampton. We still tight to this day. We go hang out. We mm-hmm. go on vacation sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I can't see none of them. One of them is divorced. Uh, but even like the girls they dated at Hampton, it's kind of like you said, none of us would ever probably talk to any of those girls, even though I'm, I'm pretty sure if it's somebody from Hampton time frame, and they wouldn't even mind now. But it's kind of still going to be kind of awkward. Like I used to be with this woman and now he's with her. And now she around in the circle. So right. I, I, I just can't. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I just say the circle that I kind of run in. I don't I, I don't really hear about it. Um, but. 
to answer the questions your friends ask to be off limits, I'm going to say yeah, especially okay. especially your best friend. Okay. Right. What about you, Shantae? Um, I definitely agree with Randy and this code here. Um, even I go all the way back to you know middle school, high school. If any of my friends, you know, dated someone, then that person is definitely off limits. It's just like a understood girl code. Um, obviously guy code as well. Right. But the other part about it is too what Randy mentioned was your circle. You got to choose your circle and you need to make certain that, you know, it's not you know, you may have some differences in terms of, you know, how you roll, but at the same time, the belief system is in morals and just that whole understanding has to be something that, you know, common amongst the people in your group. Um, and I think that I, well, I can definitely say for sure for all of my friends that I have, a few I got, you know, left, um, <laughs> that that is definitely, you know, our call. It doesn't matter at what period, um, you know, that we were friends. Right. And I think it's, I definitely think it's a forgotten code now in the age of Tinder and uh, all of this stuff. Like, there's no way you know who's who's ex and who hooked up. Like, oh, dang, that's your new girl? I tender about two years ago. So, I don't know. I think it, I could see how people think it's a forgotten friendship code now because everything is just so mixed and match and things are so casual now with kids. And it's kind of like no big deal. It's, it's really nothing, you know. So, but, you know, it does, it can uh, weave a web. If you have like you know exes in the same circle, what do you think? You know? I'm, well, I'm gonna go into. I'm not gonna say necessarily that it's um, forgotten. I think it's more so along the lines where, depending on what circle you roll in, who your real friends are, who you consider close personal friends, right? Or is it people that you consider close personal acquaintances? Because I think that's another thing that happens is someone you've just known for years. But I mean, y'all not like real. Real, real friends, right? Like it was that. like we are but, acquaintances, but as soon as I started dating your ex, we was friends. Like, see, we was friends. Oh, really? Because I thought yeah. we were acquaintances. Yeah, I think <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're saying? I think that's it. But I mean, and I think what. So I think maybe, perhaps it may have been going on, but I think now with social media, and, and this is another thing. Social media just makes everything. Uh, it puts it out there in front of your face a lot more, so it's a lot more exposure. So you hear about it, and see about it all the time, whereas you know before. Maybe it wasn't in front of your face every day, so maybe we didn't think it was as prevalent right. as it is nowadays. So I think that's one of the big things that's the difference. But right. I'm the same way in my circle. Like I kind of like you know, once you have a girl or married or whatever, I kind of look at it as like that's my sister for the most part. Right. Like I'm gonna take the best care of her because that's my best friend, right. and I can if they need me to go anywhere do anything, I'm gonna be there like a like a brother or best friend would be for them. So I don't right. even. I don't know if it's some type of button that clicks that you kind of just shut it right, off. Right, right. Like, clicks but off it, naturally. That's how I feel. As soon as I meet them, I'm just like, all right, yeah, they may be attractive or whatever and everything, but that button, like, shuts off for me. Right, like that button you get when you date somebody and realize they're your cousin. It's like an automatic button. <laughs> shit. Sometimes people that button don't cut off. <laughs> I've never been in that situation. Oh, yeah, me either. Um, so, but dating is kind of small. <laughs> that's why we started doing family reunions. My family from Kentucky, okay? But do for Kentucky. I mean, my from Alabama, I don't think I ran across that situation. But I'm saying, it's like, as soon as you know that's your cousin, it's like, ugh, button should go off. But then it's like, damn. Okay. Take a while for that button. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should keep this back to uh, (laughs) friends. Right, right, right. Come on back, Jeff. Come on back. Come on. I got to reel her back in sometimes, too. Don't think it's just anybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll move on to the All right, so we'll go on to the (laughs) 
we'll go on to the second one. So uh, our second um, forgotten friendship code. Um, friends to support each other when the going gets tough. Mm-hmm. We'll start with you, Shantae. What do you think? I definitely agree with that as well because the going will get tough. The going has gotten tough, mm-hmm. but being able to support each other, um, not just when it's tough as in personal, but even when it becomes between the friendship, um, just being able to hang in there and kind of, you know, see each other, not even kind of, but see each other's differences, respect it, understand it, and then figure out a way to move forward. Um, but just being there and support may not necessarily be um you know financially or or physically it could mm-hmm. be through prayer it could be through meditation it right. could be you know sending flowers because that's one of my favorite things it could be you know just sending a nice text message or you know just whatever but just being able to support each other and even if it's a situation to where you may not necessarily you know, agree with a certain thing or a situation, but just respecting that person's decision too, because I think sometimes as friends, we feel like, especially for myself, I feel like I'm in counselor mm-hmm. um, mode very often, but sometimes right. just being also that support comes in being a good listener um, as well. So right. I definitely believe that friends should support each other when the going gets tough. And again, that's not just, you know, personally, but even in a friendship. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a good point. Randy, what do you think? Nah, I definitely want to co-sign what Shantae said. I, I wasn't even really looking at it. Sometimes when you think when you see support, you just kind of automatically go to the financial side. But <laughs> definitely, definitely, uh, you know, you got to be there to hear hear them through their problems, uh, support them when you can, where you can. But what I was going to say, and I definitely think you should support your friends, especially when the going, going gets tough. Because as we get older, get more responsibilities, you know, life throws you curveball. Just this pandemic now, how many of us know mm-hmm. friends who – who may now be out of work or we got, or you have to go to work, but your kids are home, have to, you know, homeschool. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Right. So how can we each pull, pull our resources together to help each other? But I'm going to say prior to like this pandemic now, you can help, but where do you cut off that help? There's certain friends who might take it, who try to take advantage sometimes. And I will have to say, I've been blessed in my circle that I haven't come across that. And uh, I remember at uh, Dolphus and uh, Stephanie's wedding, me and Henry, uh, Dolphus' other friend, good friend who's no longer with Maybe us, but me and Henry, yeah. and that goes to show you how good friendships are. Because when Dolphus' friend, you know, if you're cool with Dolphus, hey, and me and Henry developed a friendship. But long story short, Henry and I and Dolphus were talking, and we were just talking about friends, and and people asked, I said somebody was asking Henry for some money. He was just like, you know, people always ask me money. And he and then Henry sat out and said, Hey, if one of us asks each other for money, we hey, we're gonna go in our pocket and get it because we know you really need it, because mm-hmm. we know we're not taking advantage of each other. Right. Right. So you gotta kinda know and then it, it can also dwell on you emotionally as well. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody you call all the time, you just call to say, Hey, and they always woe is me, but they don't want to hear what your issues are. Mm-hmm. You don't get chance to tell what your mm-hmm. emotional side are. They just want you to be there for them emotionally. So you kind of gotta, you know, kind of you gotta balance that support, right? Oh, it's, yeah. there's, there's, right. there's a level of support, and there's a level of somebody, you know, just taking advantage, and making it one side. Absolutely, gotta cut them off. Gotta that's cut them good off. Stuff. That's, that's a good, good point, stuff. and I think that's why it's forgotten because now we're in an era where everybody's a hater, and you know what? I got my own stuff going on. I can't be there for you. I got this going on. I got this going on, and people are so quick now to dismiss people when things get tough that it's like that maybe this person in your life for a season it's like it ain't the season ain't been but 
a month. Like we just <laughs> developed a friendship, and I Sometimes and I just see more and more of that. Is. Like cut people off, or just you know what I mean. They not on your level anymore, and you're gonna outgrow people, and everybody's a hater. And so I really think that is a forgotten code. That yeah. what does it mean when that the going gets tough? It's like people's tough bandwidth is smaller now. It's like one little hiccup, and they like I'm writing off the friendship. I don't have time for negativity. No, no negative vibes here. It's right. like, hey, you got to not have a lot of friends. <laughs> true friends. Right, true right. friends, because you're dismissing people so quickly that you don't even have a chance to get in the getting tough part. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, my quick point, I just, and I'm not a, by any means, you know, a hater of social media or anything like that, but I just think that's another thing. People have these false friendships out there that they just met people on social media and I think that they're a lot quicker to um, dismiss the true friendships because they have so much attention on social media. And a lot of people just fill those in thinking, these are my friends. These are all my friends. These are my 10,000 friends or my 1,000 friends that I really right. have. When In the actuality, when you call and really need help or something was going on, the real people that are probably going to respond to you are the people that you dismissed that, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't meet through, and not not saying you didn't meet anybody through social media, but your true friends are the ones you probably dismissed or not giving the same amount of time because of the attention that you're getting on social media. So just right. be very cautious of that. Right. Good stuff. Okay. So three, um, speaking about your friends behind their back is never acceptable. Forgotten friendship code, true, false. What? What do you guys think? I talk about that dude all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is what I was kind of waiting to get in. Maybe I should have stayed quiet. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe you should have. Remember back in uh, January fifth. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I ain't letting that go. No. One thing I was gonna say, like, so I talked about my circle from Hampton, but even with golfers, the one thing I can say about my friends is that. I don't call it talking behind my back because even if Dolphins was to tell Shantae something about me, he never actually told me. I know it's not something that he wouldn't, that he would never tell somebody something about me that he wouldn't tell me to my face. Right. Mm. And my same, same goes to my friends from Hampton. Like, so even though we got like a circle of five, six, seven of us and some, you know, everybody talk, you hear about Randy doing this or Jamal doing this or, or, or Steven doing this. It's like we talk about each other, but not in a negative way. Because, you know, sometimes your friends are doing wrong, but then it might get back to you. Like Jamal might call me and say, yeah, I was talking to Tim, and he told me X, Y, Z. They're not talking about you. They're trying to help you be better. So right, they just right. talking about each other how to do that. So I don't feel like that's talking behind my True. back. But I think when you do have friends who are talking behind your back, they ain't really your friends. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's good That's stuff. I think that was a very good um, point, Randy. Um, the way you, the stand that you took on that, um, because typically, you know, you know, friends talking behind your back is something that is considered a very negative space. But in this situation, the way you took, I like the stand because it was not a negative stand. Because, like you said, you know, we may talk to our spouses or boyfriends or you know other friends like girl now you know you know Shantae did x y and z or seven did x y and z or just whatever the case may be and mm-hmm. i can i believe she did that but again as you mentioned it's still that code of like whatever i mention or say like i will say it to her or it could be a situation where us as friends get together like okay how can we help this friend right. not really fully disclosing their full situation but just saying like listen you know she need help um, and what can we do and how can we pull together some resources to help mm-hmm. her out? So I do like the fact that you did 
um, take the third point as, you know, something that is positive because we do have people um, that we may share other things with. But I think in this case or this sense, in terms of talking behind the back, I think it should be not a gossipy type way, right, in, right. In, in, a, in a malicious manner to tear down another person's character or their integrity or just who they are. Because if you're a true friend, you're not going to do that. You're going to have your friends back no matter what, you know, no matter what it is. Right. Um, that's so that's just my two cents on it. I mean, that's, that's very true. I mean, both of y'all had very good points. Absolutely. Um, for mine, I'm gonna make a confession. This is my confession. Maybe that's all my usher. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of this. And actually me and Shantae had a dispute of a sort. And I went and talked to my two other best friends about the situation and once me and Shantae talked about it later, she kind of called me out on this and was like, you talked to them behind my back, basically. Now they feel some type of way about me. And I didn't even think about it that way. I thought about it like I'm talking to my other friends to help me process this situation because it's upsetting me. But, of course, they you, you can only speak from your perspective. It's not like they could go back to her necessarily and say, well, tell me your perspective. And they're helping. That's when you have like mutual friends kind of or they have mutual friendships. But once she like pointed that out to me, I thought I didn't even think about it that way. And so, yeah, you have to be careful with that, especially when your friends are not best friends with your other friends. You know, like we all get along. We all cool. But they're not besties, you know, in that circle. So it can look like, you know, once she pointed out, like you went back and now they feel a certain type of way about me because, of course, they're going to take your perspective and now, you know what I mean, it's painting a different picture. So I definitely learned, like, what you take back to other friends about your other friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If they're not all in that necessarily same circle, that it can look like you talking, you know, behind their back. So, yeah, I was guilty of that, and I, I had to correct that mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. You just got to process it yourself, or you just keep talking to the person about it, and then, you know, y'all be all right. Yeah. I, I definitely have to um, lean towards um, – what Randy was saying earlier, I think a lot of times when I talk, it's definitely constructive and he's hundred percent right. Like I would never say anything about him that I wouldn't say to his face, even if it was a tough conversation. But I mean, we have those kind of talks all the time. We kind of clean up some stuff and talk through things and things like that. So I would never go to that point, but I think that's a good point you made. It's constructive to like, Hey, I talked to another friend of mine, Kenny, and I said, hey, Kenny, I was talking to Randy. He's thinking about, you know, doing this investment or maybe he was thinking about doing this or whatever. And, and Kenny will say, hey, man, we, we might need to call him and talk to him and tell him, like, hey, brother, you, you, me- you about to mess up. You messing something up um, if it's relationship wise. So I think as long as you keep it constructive, like and like Shantae was saying, if it's not gossipy, mm-hmm. then you're definitely in the right path. So I agree with that 100 percent. Right. Yeah. Um, Can I add the fact that I think a part of this comes to with defining, you know, what friendship is and on top of defining what friendship is, understanding like what a true, you know, friendship is, as Dawson had mentioned earlier, because a true friend is not going to do anything again in a malicious way to try to get on the character, you know, tear you down, but, you know, being able to come to you constructively and put that out there. But I Mm -hmm. think it is defining what a true friendship is. Um, I think that goes along with it as well. That's a good point. You know, it's funny you said that. That brought me to one more point I want to make about that. It's 
I, and this is just how I feel. When I have true friends, like I feel like I could talk about them open and freely because I'm not worried about something getting back to them because it's something I've either probably already said to them or we're getting ready to have a conversation about. And I feel like when you don't have those true friends, that's where you try to get picky with your words and be cautious that you say it in a certain way and in a certain manner because you haven't either had those tough conversations and gotten down to whether or not you guys have a true friendship, like you were saying, Ashante. Or not, because like I said, I know I can talk to Stephanie and say this about Randy, that about Randy, or whatever. And ninety-five percent of the time, I probably already had that conversation with Randy, so it's probably not a big deal. Or if Stephanie said, "Hey, Randy, I was talking to the office, and he told me about you know this and that," and Randy about, "Oh yeah, what you want to know?" or something like that. But I think that that's the key factor because when I think about people who I don't consider like true friends, just acquaintances, I just feel like I'm kind of choosy about my words right and i'm a little more cautious with how i say it whereas i know randy like i said 30 plus years i can say whatever i want to and i know he's not gonna get offended or bothered by it i mean as long as it's something he said hey look between me and you then i would never say that but general conversations i'm good exact opposite if i don't if i'm not that deep of a friendship with you i'm gonna say whatever no filter i'm like i don't give a damn like this could not work but the closer i get to you and the more deep my friendship gets with you then I, I actually care about your feelings. <laughs> and I actually, I want to be cautious and I, I want to read you and I want to say it the way you'll receive it. And then I get, you know, you overthink. And it's like, okay, I know she gets this way, so I have to kind of say it this way. And then so you kind of get in your head more. But if I'm not that deep in friendship, I'm opposite. I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm just going to say it this way. I, no filter. But then the more I know you, it's like more of a filter. Like, oh, my God, I don't want to hurt her feelings. I know she's going through this. I know she's going through that. And then I get more overcalculated. That's very opposite. <laughs> Cause I, can I, I add care, one more thing? I Look, I can go on and on <laughs> yeah, on this one yeah, too no, because I was going to add as well, it comes with, you know, longevity too. You all mentioned that you've been friends for over 30 years. 30 years. Steph and I have been friends for over 11 years. And so, of course, none of us started off this way. It took time for us right. to get to know each other, True. learn each other ways, you know, and get to a space where we can feel vulnerable. And as I, you know, Stephanie and I always, you know, talk about there's no judgment zone yes. or whatever, but getting into a space where you can really be vulnerable with the person to be open to say, hey, like, this is what it is. These are my flaws. These are my weaknesses. These are my challenges. And then, you know, of course, these are my strengths, so on and right, so forth. Right. Or whatever, but being able to be in that space, and that means it takes a certain measure of trust and a certain measure of just, um, I guess, the person's character to be able to get to that point with them to, you know, be vulnerable enough to accept those things. And then also, again, as a, on the other side of it is being able to learn your friends and know, like, okay, these are the, this is their trigger. Right, so I'm right. having to, you know, see, you know, kind of walk in this space a little light before I get over and, this, you know, get here mm-hmm. um, with them. So, like I said, you know, it definitely comes with longevity and taking time to get to know um, the other person. We are, as we all know, it's not an overnight process. That's and true. any relationship, friendship, or whatever, it, it's going to have, it, you know, it's period, you know, your hurdles that you have mm-hmm. to cross over, but you have to be connected with someone that's willing to cross, you know, those hurdles with you because it's not going to always be pretty and mm-hmm. it's not going to always be easy and you're going to have your breaks and your time off, but it's kind of like, is it worth it good at point. the end? Yeah, that's a yes, good point. I love that. Yeah, that's good, good. good point. Yes. So the fourth one, don't compete with your friends. Randy, we're going to start with you because I kind of think you're a competitive kind of guy. You said what? I think you're a competitive type of guy. So I would love to know your opinion on this. Don't compete with your friends. Yeah or no? So <laughs> there's, there's, com- 
<laughs> there's competing, and then there's like friends pushing you to do better, right? Uh, and I'll give you an example. When I graduated from college, mm-hmm. now when I first went to college, you know, I thought four years and I'm done. That that was my whole goal. That's <laughs> true, indeed. And, <laughs> I, that was it. But going back to the, the circle I was telling you about, uh, I got a friend who got a PhD from University of Chicago. So he was going back to school. Friend, he got a, a master's in computer science from DePaul. A guy who went to Harvard Law School and another guy who got his master's in industrial engineering. So these all guys went straight from Hampton to grad school. Mm. So that kind of, that kind of piqued my interest a little bit. It wasn't like, well, because they get I'm getting buzzed by like, what's this grad school thing all about and how does it benefit me? Mm. So. And then kind of once I got into the workforce, you know, of course, you know, the higher degrees, the more money, the faster you kind of supposed to climb up this corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I kind of just, you know, fed off them. So that kind of helps you, you know, iron sharpen irons, as they say. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not competing with them, but I'm using them for motivation and and showing me a way. Right. Because had I had the wrong circle of friends, I, I might not have went back because I was watching what they were doing. It's like, well, let me see what this is all about. So you kind of see. And then even kind of going into business, you know, me and Dolphus talk about business all, like since we was 15, 16 years old, always scheming on how to how to make some money. <laughs> Y'all I'm buying her- candy I'm and selling it for five out. cents. <laughs> <laughs> buying candy and reselling yeah. it, Kool-Aid bags. Yeah. Yeah, we was going to be the next K jeweler, but oh, that's yeah. a whole other story. I know, right? I want to hear the story. <laughs> no. Nope. I want to hear it. <laughs> Y'all going to the K jewelers? Right. I mean, y'all, y'all you know, diamonds. <laughs> Diamond, gold, platinum. I just want to know the Go ahead, just tell the story real quick. Uh, that's yeah. what the radio is. Okay, I'll leave it. Oh, man. It's, it's more fool's gold <laughs> than anything. Right that was the first lesson in business. <laughs> know your product. <laughs> so, y'all around here with Cuban zirconia? Oh, man. Work. I, don't even, like I don't even think it was that, that good. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Oh, mm. that's a good point, Ooh. though. With don't compete yeah. with your friends, absolutely, it make you better. Yeah, yeah. So, but there's that. Yeah, but you know when you kind of see, you know, there's some people like, oh, okay, you went out. Oh, you got a Lexus. Well, I went out and got a Mercedes, right? So, uh, you can kind of see that among some people, like they're trying to do that. Like I actually have a friend, and I I hate to call him out on it, but he. You know, wants to be 40 something years old. He doesn't really prioritize what I think. You know, he's got, he gets like a new car, even though he buys them used, but every two, three years, these Audis and these Mercedes, but yet hasn't made an investment in a home. Like all the money you spent on a car, you probably could have halfway paid on your home Mm. already, you know, and you're like 40 years in, but he does that to present that image. Plus, he also has another friend that he grew up with who's kind of like me and Adolphus that he knows from growing up who's doing well, but this guy's got his priorities yet. You know, he's a lawyer. Um, rides around in a Range Rover, so I think he tries to keep up with that facade, mm. and I think that's where that's the kind of competing that that I think we're talking about here. That's bad. Um, yeah, it's a difference yeah. between comp- like somebody pushing you to make you better, like you said, versus that mm-hmm. always trying to I'll stay do. with yeah. the Jones, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, this, oh, you that. got one, I, you got one, I got one too, you know, mm-hmm. type right. of thing, you know. So, okay. What do you think, uh, Shantae? Um, I think, and it, it'll actually come back up in my my um, quote, mm-hmm. and that is, friends should not compete but complete one another. Mm, um, when it I comes down that. to friendship um, or any relationship, period, it's about, you know, and I know we're going to get into it as like the partnership or whatever, mm. but being able to 
um, you know, support one another to, you know, boost one another up to applaud for the other one when they are, you know, doing well or got a new contract or whatever. Um, so I definitely think that this goes so many, you know, different directions when it talks about competing, you know, as Brandy mentioned, um, you know, him being, um, you know, motivated to go back to school and get another degree. It wasn't because of competition. It's like, hey, my boys are doing this, and, you know, this is working out for them, so let me do it as well. So it's more so of an influence um, or encouragement to move up to that next level and not about, you know, competition. But I think for sure, especially with social media, mm. um, there's, I mean, friendships are come a dime a dozen at this point. I don't even call them friendships. I don't know what they are, situationships, right, right. associations, or whatever. But, you, you know, they're, they're Facebook balling or social media balling or whatever. And now, you know, you put on your business on Facebook, you know, or, or Instagram or whatever. And now people are trying to compete with something that's not reality. You know, um, yeah. rich people don't take and put money all over the bed and say, okay, I'm rich, and, you know, there's so much that goes along with it. Like, it's a certain it's a, it's a certain way that you, you carry yourself, but again, you know, as Brandy mentioned, it's about being encouraged and influenced, but as a person, Stephanie and I, we bounce off each other all the time. We mm-hmm. we bounce, even in presentations, like, we bounce off each other, yeah. so it's not like, oh, let me get amen a little bit louder. No, I'm going to go even louder with this amen. It was like, hey, she say something, I'm picking up on the other end of right. it, and she's saying something, I'm, and she's picking up the other on the other end of me so again it's not about competition but it's about completing you know one another um and watching you know and applaud each other with the with with each other's you know wins or whatever oh my god i love that and i wrote that one down don't compete complete that's good i love that i love that that's funny you said about social media you guys seen like the pictures where they show somebody like looking like they're on a plane and then they zoom out and show the whole picture and it's like a fake window and all (laughs) i'm saying scrooge mcduck did swim in his money Oh yeah, well, that's that's true. <laughs> but he wasn't putting he wasn't putting it on film like nah, to he, share with he his was friends. Swimming in them dot in them coins. <laughs> trying to be Scrooge McDuck out here swimming in them coins. coins. In private, but I ain't putting it out there on Facebook. So you can come rob me. Okay. <laughs> All right, and the last one we're gonna um uh that's on this five forgotten friendship codes is you're obliged to tell them your honest opinion. So. Is that a forgotten friendship code? Yay or nay? Honest opinion. Telling your being telling your friends your honest opinion. <laughs> what do you think, Shantae? I don't necessarily think it's forgotten more so than we ask for the truth, but can we really handle the truth? Mm. And mm-hmm. I am guilty of number five. So I guess, you know, my forgotten <laughs> I, I got I forgot that friendship code. And it's not intentionally it's just more so of a lot of times i'm trying to protect the other person's feelings or you know whatever so i will kind of play down a situation or my feelings for the sake of the other person versus just being you know straight up with it but i think sometimes it ain't the way it's not what you say it's how you say it as Mm, well um to where you can be completely honest and not hold that in but the way you say it. And then the other part of it is timing. 
you know, time is everything. When a person is in that moment, in mm. that situation, in their feelings, in their emotions, and they're already heightened for you to add your two cents, like, well, girl, I told you he wasn't no damn good anyway. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, you know, like, get it you know, out. Yeah, get it out. Like, right. I know it, he wasn't any good, but like, I don't need you telling that right now. Like, let me get, let me get these feelings and these emotions out. And then, you know, later on, or, you know, over a glass of wine or whatever, then let's talk about it. But sometimes, again, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And then I think the other part, again, is just timing or whatever. But, you know, and I think another part of it is in knowing your friend, too. Yeah, um, yeah. Most of my friends know, like, I, I am very soft. I am the biggest baby ever. You I know it's kind of hard to believe, but I am. My feelings, I, I, I work on not wearing them on my sleeve, but I, I am that person. And so I can't handle a strong, brutally honest, you know, opinion or a comment. You got to kind of, you know, spoon feed that to me just a little bit uh, at a time because, like, I just get caught in my feelings. So right. I'm working on it, too. So it goes both ways in terms of giving and receiving mm-hmm. um, in terms of that. So that is that's my take on oh my God. That's so that true. One. And you are you are a coddling friend. I say some of the most crazy things to you. I know I do. And you'll look, and so I know, like, based off of your expression on your face, you have an opinion, but that's not what you're telling me. You coddle me. You'll be like, okay, Stephanie, now, see, that could work now. If you Like, it'll be the most crazy, insane thing, and she will never, like, shoot it down or be like, that's the dumbest hell thing I've never heard. <laughs> she will be like, okay, okay. And then her eyes get big, like, oh, oh, okay. So, oh, you're trying to leave, leave. Okay, um... So it could work, you know, like I hear you <laughs> and she'll like swim all around it. And then later when I've come to a different place, she'll be like, yeah. So you know what you said the other day was dumb as hell, right? I was like, oh, yes, it was. I was in a place. She was like, I know. But I just want you to know that I know that that was dumb as hell. All right. You, you will coddle the first time. You will You will not shoot down. You complete. <laughs> you <do> mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Randy and I work like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Randy, you you come you you seem to me as to be a very brutally honest man. Let us know your opinion. I mean, it, it, Shantae kind of hit the head. You gotta know who you're talking to, what your friends like. I know Dolph. As soon as he say something, I can just say you can shoot it down <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> he ain't gonna be in his feelings about it, you know. But then I have some friends like 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 y'all were just talking about. You have to kind of. Maybe let them settle down. Maybe wait a day or two and kind of come back and say, "Hey, you know that, that idea ain't really gonna work." So you know who, but that's that's going to knowing your friends, and, and that's what we call it friends versus social media friends. Yeah, you know, that's true. Um, so when you know somebody for thirty years, uh, uh, friends from Hampton for twenty plus years. Uh, so I kind of know, but going back, I want to kind of circle back to what Shantae said. You know, it's not always what you say, it's how you say it, too. Because mm. uh, sometimes the message gets lost in the delivery. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that write that, that one down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I'm going to say amen to that since it's Sunday. Since it's Sunday, amen. Yeah. You preach now. yeah that, that's your good bucket for the day right there. We're putting that on the pad over here. That's stolen. I'm off from <laughs> <laughs> so, but but I, I definitely think you need to let your friends know, you know, before they make a mistake or just give them your aunt, like you said, your honest opinion on whatever the topic or subject may be, whether it's relationship, whether it's a business venture, whether it's a, uh, switching a new job. Um, I can give you another uh, quick a quick example of a, a friend of mine and his wife. Right, she was getting ready to leave one company to go to another, and. 
<laughs> he was telling her, you know, with the climate going on right now, I don't think that's a good idea, but I think the way they were talking about it in the argument, uh, that she kind of took it as him telling her what to do, but he was mm-hmm. kind of trying to show her why it's not a good idea right now. You know, we're comfortable where you're at. You know, the the, the world is changing right now. We don't know how this pandemic's going to shake out. Mm-hmm. And boom, goes to this other job and on paper, it looked like she's going to be making more money with the, you know, the stock options and everything. Right. But when the pandemic hit, they cut all that. Mm. Oh, man. So now, you know, now don't don't feel too sorry for them because they, they still eat well. But it's just like, <laughs> you no, know, it's like the money and, and the same problem she was complaining about at her old job is starting to surface at the yeah. new job. Mm. So, you mm. know, but I guess his delivery, you know, his message got lost in his delivery, right, possibly, right. you know, so. And that's a good point. And I, I mean, I always say, like we said this in a, in a, I said this in another podcast where for, for me, like friendship one-on-one is, I think you should advise friends based off of what they would do, not what would, what you would do if you were them. So that's about knowing your friends well and how they move and how they act and their temperament. And so a lot of times when people give advice, they give advice based off of what they would do if they were them. And I think it should be opposite. I think you should give them advice based off of, what they would do, not what you would do if you were them. Because nine out of ten, you wouldn't even be in that position. <laughs> so that you know, I'll advise my friends like you should, you know, maybe do this or this, this, this. But then if they come back and say, Well, what would you do? Oh, if it was me, yeah. Oh, see, I wouldn't even been there in the first place. So <laughs> but we're not talking about what I would do. We talking about what you should do. And I'm advising you based off of what how you should move based on who you are, not mm. who I am. I think that's where a lot of stuff, why it gets lost in translation, because you're you're giving me advice based off of what you would do in the job and how you move and your risk level and, you know, stuff like that. If your friend is more adventurous and take in high risk and stuff, then I'm going to advise you based off of how you move, not how I move. So I think that's why a lot of times, like I said, things get lost in translation. You think you can give an honest opinion though, if they move completely different from you? Like, I mean, from like if you've never experienced it, like so for example, like you said, if he's high risk in the stock market and I'm uh, more long term low risk, and he comes to me with an idea or for a stock investment, do you think I can give an honest, um, experienced opinion just based off of what they do? If I've never experienced that, just to say, well. If you're high risk, then go for it. But if you were me and low risk, this, this is what I would do. Mm-hmm. You think you could do that? I'm know, just asking. I don't know. I I think I, so. I kind of my opinion from my place, and I take into consideration what I know about them. But I still try to give both perspectives. Like, hey, you know, if you want to do it, and I think it's a good idea. But I always put in. I don't know why I always do this, but I always put my two cents in. Like, hey, maybe if you were going to invest ten thousand. Do five, do seven, just to see what would happen if you have that flexibility. But I kind of try to stay um, more so neutral, but just try to present other options or other um, other viewpoints is a better word for it. You about to say something, Randy? Yeah, I, I was kind of kind of gonna piggyback what you just said. I was just saying that uh, going back to that stock stock scenario, it's kind of even though if you're a low risk investor, but you understand the stock market and if you know your friend's a high risk investor, you like, hey, it's kinda out my lane, but I do know people who are in the high risk, you know, since you seem to have a higher risk tolerance than me, it might not be such a bad play. Uh, but I personally wouldn't do it because I'm not a high risk investor. Mm-hmm. But people who are high risk investors, I could see them making that play. So mm-hmm. because you're in a different in- investor. So even though you know about investments, 
even though you choose not to be a high risk investor, but you're a low risk investor, you can still give your two cents knowing what you know about high risk investments and your, your friend who's a high risk investor. So right. if I come to you and say, hey, this penny stock, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, high risk. And then you can kind of say, hey, well, you know, looking at the numbers, you know, um, it looks like it could work out. You could probably double your money in, in a year or two or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, now, I wouldn't put my money into it because I'm a low risk investor. But, hey, a high risk investor such as yourself, you know, of course, you're not going to put all your eggs in one basket. But, you know, take five or ten thousand or whatever, whatever you feel comfortable risking mm-hmm. and, and make that. But as a low risk investor. Who knows about investing? You can mm-hmm. still give your uh, you can still give your opinion right. and, and 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 help them make that decision. Mm-hmm. Okay, good That's point. A good point. All right. Well, whew, that was good stuff, everyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got a little bit more to talk about after the break, but we are going to take a quick break here, and uh, we'll be right back. So everyone, stay tuned. United Nations Association of Atlanta provides its members with educational and advocacy opportunities on UN-related projects and ideals. They take global conversations and translate them into local talks and activities that are accessible to all individuals. UNA Atlanta works closely with the National Chapter and the UN Foundation in fostering the American and UN relationship from influencing policy changes to humanitarian aid. To learn more, go to UNA-ATL Welcome back, everyone. We hope you guys have been really enjoying uh, this show and kind of thinking about your own friendships and some of these forgotten friendship codes and kind of maybe making them as discussion points with your friends next time you guys have a Zoom meeting. Look, that's how we meet now. (laughs) Next time you have a Zoom get together. Next time y'all go hang out. Next time you have a Zoom meeting. Right. Um, and so in this segment, we kind of want to talk about friendship and leadership. And before we kind of go into just a few little bullet points, we'll kind of like throw out these bullet points and just get your perspective on it. I just would like to personally know, um, Shantae and Randy, your point on what do you think it means? Like when we talk about leading as a lifestyle and not a position or a title, just what does that mean to you just in your own words? Ask that question again. Um, what does it mean when we say like leading as a lifestyle and that leadership mm-hmm. is not a position or a title, you know, it's like a lifestyle. So just in your own words, what does that mean for you leading as a lifestyle? Um, I think it's just being your authentic, you know, true self at all mm. times, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's at home, whether yes. it's, you know, hanging out with, you know, your friends or your, your boo thing or whatever. Mm. Just, you know, being your true self at all times. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Randy? Uh, yeah, kind of. I think Shantae hit the nail on the head. Uh, I might have to maybe, I don't want to say disagree, but sometimes we all can't be authentic at, in, the, in the workplace. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you can't always be your true self in the workplace. But, That's but leading, true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But leading as a, you know, as a lifestyle, just kind of doing everything um, the right way, showing progression, being mature about situations, mm. uh, giving people, showing people like the right way to do things by the way that you're living, the way that you're leading. Uh, kind of going back to the circle, back to my friend, I kind of mentioned mm-hmm. who would buy the cars, but doesn't buy the house. You know, it's like, hey, you know, uh, me and my family, you know, we, we bought the townhouse first, you know, then we upgrade to a single family house, you know, not to say I got to show him or tell him what he should be doing, but just kind of like, hey, 
you know, we got kids now, you know, you're kind of thinking about things as we're getting mm-hmm. a little older, you know, mortgages are 30 years, we're 40, so by the time you pay it off, you'll be 70, <laughs> right, you know, right. not tell him, but maybe put that, those thoughts into somebody's head by mm-hmm. just by the way that I'm living, that maybe he goes home and think about it, like, yeah, you know, I gotta mm-hmm. kind of maybe step up my game, but it's just kind of like just doing things, like like Shante said, being your authentic, authentic self mm-hmm. uh, with your friends and, and just kind of I guess some people say leading a righteous lifestyle. I love that. Mm, Good stuff. Well, I'm just going to like throw out these bullet points and really just whatever comes to your mind. Just however, if you have a story or if you have an example or just any thoughts, we'll just kind of hit these things on the head. So first one, friendship in the workplace. I'm just saying different because I met Shantae at the workplace and we're best friends. So I think it can happen. Yeah, I, oh. now I actually, I actually have a friend who I was actually his best man at his wedding, and I actually met him at work, uh, first job right out of college, and him and his wife. Actually, I was good friends with both him and his wife. She uh, actually passed away a couple of years ago, but uh, I just think it also, you like you said, you don't know who you're going to meet and where you're going to meet them, and sometimes it just happens to be in the workplace. The workplace, you got to be careful of who you consider your friend. You know, mm-hmm. you just can't, you know, after one, after one, uh, uh, I guess, class or conference and all of a sudden y'all think you clicking and next thing you know, you telling them all your business. You know, I think friendship, no matter where, where you meet them, you know, it takes time to develop, you know, just to get to know people because uh, friendships in the workplace, because you got to think, depending on where you work um, and what groups you're in, like me and my friends, at, the guy I was telling you about, we all worked in different groups. So we worked in the same company, but we didn't really work together. But if you're, you know, if you're in the same group, you know, everybody's trying to get that same promotion, right? So might be a little, might be a little cut for they, you know, ain't nobody really going back to that competing. Yeah, yeah, my friends, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody going to say, you know, I'm going to let you take this $20,000 and become my boss. No, I'm trying to get that same thing, especially at the same time. So friendships in the workplace, you know, it, it's a little challenging. I'm not saying it can't happen because obviously we all have got some friends, some good friends. Um, I mean, I've met some good friends at each just about each company I, I, I've worked at that I consider friends. Um, so it just, so I say friendship in the workplace. I say, Hey, don't, don't um, discourage. I don't discourage it, but you know, just also got to be careful, like who you consider your friend while at work and what business you're telling them. Right. And they, yeah. and I know I saw a study where it talked about like we spent over, I think 90,000 hours of a lifetime at work. And so most of your friendships and relationships, we will be met at the workplace, you know, because that's majority of where we spend our time. Like they say, you actually spend more time with your coworkers than you do your family members. Mm-hmm. So a lot of relationship is going to be developed at the workplace just because that's where we're spending our time. So naturally, you know, these people very well, you spend more of your time with them than you do with your own family. Yeah. When it comes down to the hours. Yeah, a third of your life, eight hour days. So what do you think, Shantae? Friendship in the workplace. I definitely agree that it is possible, but I also agree with Randy in terms of being careful of those friendships in the workplace, especially when it comes down to your personal life, just being mindful of what you're sharing, not oversharing, mm-hmm. but also being mindful before really, you know, I know Randy mentioned about, you know, presenting your authentic stuff of just like partying and hanging out and then even thinking about levels of management or, you know, your role with those same persons. Because if you're a supervisor and you're hanging out in your club and you're drinking, but then you're back at work and you know, you're trying to be boss, everybody can't switch on the switch off that way. 
Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's possible we, again, and we were that one day, Randy. Uh, we were like, and our nickname was Salt and Pepper. Um, at yes, work too. Everybody so, salt and pepper. <laughs> salt and pepper. So that one day friendship is possible for it to be a lifetime friendship. But again, you just have to be, you know, mindful of the person that you know you're looking at building that relationship with, and it's about getting to know a person as well. Right. Yeah. And I mean, and that's how it is. Like I, I know Dolphins know plenty of stories where I had like arch enemies in the workplace. Like, you know, L- like literal come home talking arch, about I have an arch enemy. I have an arch like, enemy and that? I'm taking her down. You know what I mean? And it started off. We was friends. We was kicking it. We was hanging out. And then she she started using what I was doing outside of work and going back and telling my manager and all this other stuff, which was making me look bad and not promoted. Then I was like, and now you're an official arch enemy. And um, I've had friends in the workplace where it turns into frenemies. You know what I mean? So I know a lot of people who write off, like, because they've had bad experiences, they're like, I will not make any friendships in the workplace, period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they have been burned or scarred or it's just too complicated for them. And I always just think, you know, me and Shantae's thing was like one in a million. I think of all of my coworkers over a lifespan of time, and I met one that's my best friend. So those odds are like one in however many co-workers i've had in my lifetime so well i think in in my personal opinion i think it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier i know you and shantae kind of had the the one day uh perfect meeting friendship from <laughs> heaven that happened <laughs> but uh leaning back on what randy said i know i've met a lot of people in the workplace who i thought were going to be friends but because like you said before friendship and i think it's because maybe i'm more guarded friendship mm-hmm. takes a lot longer for me to develop so when you meet someone and like you said, y'all are clicking right away. Yeah, I'm gonna open up a little bit. I'm gonna give you a little bit enough for us to be cool and hang out again. Right. But if it doesn't become consistent, like we're always, you know, either talking on the phone or going up to play golf or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and getting together, then I'll just go ahead and start slowly writing you off. Like, all right, this is not gonna be a right, close right. type of relationship. Like my other friend uh, Kenny uh that i have i met him in the workplace mm-hmm. and we didn't like right away we met and then we didn't really click right away mm-hmm. but after i don't know six months of kind of working around him we started chit-chatting a little bit more then we went to lunch a couple of times and hung out and talked and then what is yeah. it now i met him in 2004 mm-hmm. 2005 so 15 years later right. and he's still in my small circle of friends but yeah. I mean, I I definitely agree with it. But I just think, like I said, because my relationships take longer to develop, it kind of weeds off the people who aren't planning on being there yeah. for to be your actual friends versus someone who's trying to take advantage of the situation, like Randy was saying. All right, cool. So, all right, and uh, so could it be a nope. gender thing? Could it be men? You know, in 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 this situation, because I think men honestly are a lot more guarded than women. You know, we're typically known as emotional, touchy feely, bubbly. You know type people the men are typically a little bit more guarded than women and you it takes a little longer for you all to let your guards down than women um just by nature mm-hmm. i think good point go ahead man uh, i heard you yeah. grumbling over there <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you definitely kind of hit it on, hit the nail on the head with that one um because i think women you know i'm, I'm trying to step yeah i know <laughs> tread, tread lightly <laughs> Yeah, Gall- yeah. Gallop, brother. Gallop. <laughs> Gallop around you me. You know, the PC police that get you when you start talking about gender. And right about that. Who, who, who do what. <laughs> but, it's uh, our podcast, man. Go ahead and say what you got to say. We run this. 
We've had a Nazi, we've had a Nazi skinhead on yeah. this show. Yeah, but okay. ain't just going out to the world. Yes, yeah, ain't no big, ain't no big time sponsors gonna call us right <laughs> yet. Not yet. Not even uh, sponsoring this show. Yeah, go ahead. But I just think a lot of times, you know, women tend to do things socially together that men really don't do. Like That's women true. will go out to eat dinner a lot. So it's like if you meet somebody at work, you'd be like, oh, hey, you know, let's go out and grab a drink, or let's go out and have dinner, or hey, let's go to this play, or this, you know. Or whatever's going on, you know, guys tend to be like, if it ain't around sports or something like that, it's like, yo, I see you on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of times, guys really become cool through through women, right? It's like the girls yeah. are really that good friends, so and then true. the guys start hanging out. And then it's like most of the time, like, man, I can't stand her boyfriend or whatever. But then when you find that one, it's like. Y'all click it. It's like, all right, well, then, then the women be looking at you. Since when y'all start hanging right, out? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, Except Dolphus is terrible. So, all his, all my friends be like, we love Dolphus. Hang out more. And he be like, huh? And then he never, his follow-up game is like, oh, I don't know. I'm good. I got my two friends. I'm good. Oh, well, no, I give one caveat to what Randy said. Like, I, I, the sports thing, I definitely agree with. The only other time I could think of that if I would met a guy at work that I was actually like, right then and there go hang out with them and feel like 100% at home was if he's like, man, I just need to talk to someone about something. Like, I got this going on, that going on. Someone, you know, I might say, hey, let's go grab a drink and talk about it. But right. he's right. For regular social stuff, you'd be like, yeah, I see, <laughs> I see you on Monday playing. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. But, yeah, that's a good point, gender thing. I think that does make a difference in that's some of that point. for sure. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking like that. All right. Um, so... Jumping into our next one, we're going to go friendship and business partnerships. How do y'all feel about that? Well, I already know what Shantan's definitely going to say. But let's hear it, though. Let's go. I believe we would be the subject matter experts on this. <laughs> yes, we are. We can write a book, I'm telling you. Yes, we can. Y'all should. We try to get money out here. Hey, Gail and Oprah, I'm just saying. Gail and Oprah. Okay. She's the Oprah. I'm the Gail. Okay. I don't care. Both of them get I paid. I will fly. I don't. I don't ride a coattail fast. I don't care. We <laughs> we in this together. <laughs> I think um, for me, I think you know, just really clearly defining that space amongst one another because it can be hard as we both experience. It can be touchy feely mm -hmm. as we both experience or whatever because you're maintaining your friendship and it's like, hey, like I'll help you no matter what. And it's like, no, from a business aspect, no, I got to pay you because you're still performing a service. And so, A, being able to, I think, define what those boundaries look like mm -hmm. um, from the friendship. And then if we're going to do then this, then this is what the business is. And being able to put boundaries there. But also, even when we talked about, mentioned about, you know, being open and honest, like I know for Stephanie and I, there were some things that she saw that she may have not been necessarily honest with me about, and there were things that I was seeing that I wasn't necessarily not being honest about, but it was like, okay, like I have to keep pushing, or I have to keep protecting everybody. I don't want everybody to know, like, okay, this is what's going on, mm -hmm. or whatever, to keep going, because you don't want everybody else to get weary, or be like, okay, the state doing what now? So, is not me hiding anything from you as a friend or even as a business, but when you understand business, like you can't be like, okay, listen, we like eight months behind on these invoices and we still, mm. you know, have been paid yet. And, you know, as my friend, I don't want to put that person like, girl, I'm using all my savings to pay everybody until this money comes back because 
you know, just being able to separate that. So I mentioned boundaries. The other part about it is is defining what that partnership is um, mm-hmm. and being careful mm-hmm. of words that you use when you say, you know, partner, yeah. um, because then that becomes a certain level of liability on both ends as well as, you know, profit and gain on both ends as well. Mm-hmm. So really, cl- you know, clearly defining those spaces um, as it pertains to friendship. And then again, as we say, business partnerships, just really what does that look like for both of us and making certain that we're both in agreement and understanding, you know, that space and it not becoming, you know, for us, it leaking over into our friendship, um, but trying to, you know, for me at the end of the day, and I think with Stephanie as well, we both always said, even when we try to do the whole business thing or whatever, and we still support each other is what's most important is the friendship. Like I can start another business tomorrow. I can go belly up or I can do really good. But what's most important to me and the role that you play in my life is always going to be our friendship because I've mm-hmm. learned so much, I've gained so much, I've grown so much, I've developed so much from our friendship that business can't even touch. It's, it's not even a price that I can put on our friendship. So being able to, again, separate those spaces, boundaries, but, you know, looking at within yourself as well as the relationship to say what's most important. And for me, as it pertains to Stephanie, it's going to always be our friendship. That's what's mm-hmm. going to always be the front line for me uh, in our friendship. You're here. I, I will say that. That is a thousand percent accurate. And um, I'm not going to get emotional on this, but I will tell you, I admire Shantae so much when it comes to business. She is a business genius. And I have learned so much with being business partners with her, just the way her her brain works and to see her in a room with people who don't look like us and she dominate. I mean, it is something that is unlike anything other. I will say that. And with us starting our, our business friendship, we didn't have a roadmap. We didn't have anybody mentors to say hey let's show you how this look what this looks like you know where they say representation is so important on tv we didn't have anything where we could say let's go watch that show where it was two black women in business that came up together and you know figured out the ins and outs of being business partners and friends like we didn't have that we had to create that and it was definitely through ups and downs and and ins and outs and things like that but um i think that's what you go through i definitely believe that friend friends can be business partners like because you know each other so well but I think there is something that you have to create like she said boundaries and everything but I learned so much about myself through our partnership because she's a genius you know what I mean she's um there's no one like her in doing business and there were so many times like I said we would be in a presentation and we would bounce off of each other and we would come out of that meeting with you know we didn't seal the deal and we just look at each other like wow that is magic right there that is a Pippin and Michael Jordan move right there you know so we knew what we had was something so it was just the other dynamics that you have to learn when it comes to business so it's not just about talent talent don't take you to the top alone you have to really learn how to navigate through some of the other things like boundaries and relationships and you know how do you weave through in and out so I think we um have done a beautiful job with that. And I hope that we can be models to other young girls to, to really show them how, how women can really support each other and be business partners in this. So, yeah. Absolutely. And let me just add that, you know, you're only the strongest person that you're connected to. So I equally mm-hmm. share 
those same sentiments about you because we really like Bunny and Clyde. Uh, right. And we really did an awesome job, and it wasn't even rehearsed. We walked in there, I was like, okay, you know, Steffi's right. speaking, then I jump in, I'm speaking, Steffi jump in, and then we walk like high five, and we are like, girl, like, and we that got was a whole amazing. room full of people set right. up like, I'm rocking with y'all. We came out like, we don't know what the fudge we doing. Little right. do they know, right. We just created so, this on the spot, but y'all don't right. know that, you know. But yeah, it's magic. Right. It's really good magic you can create with the elements you create in a friendship that can really. But I think that's where yeah. those vibes and that synchronicity and just right. those connections and just knowing that other person. Like I think, you know, internally we got each other's back. Like it's just crazy how we just how we just vibe. I, I mean, yeah, Randy and Dolphin, we ain't trying to take over this whole segment. But I'm just but saying, I'm saying we the business and part. Right. I'm saying, if you're going you to talk about basketball, yeah. if you got Jordan and, and, and Pippen, and, and I mean, right. you're going to refer Enjoy to your him. time on the forefront. Enjoy it. <laughs> and, and Randy, I'm going to highlight you after this because it sounds like go. we got a book and a TV show that we could put together it's out of whole, this. It could be a whole thing. <laughs> we'll jump. That's all hey, I want to I'm say about saying. it, though. But it's, it's a thing. That's It's be a spinoff show. Okay. And this is where it started. But, yeah. So, exactly. But we'll move on. So friendship and romantic relationships. Cricket, cricket. Oh, so y'all not friends with y'all you to, lovers? You got to clarify. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got <laughs> I you. mean, it's whatever right, you think I'm of that. Trying it, to like, okay, how, which way we going? This right, and that's how I was like. A friend, like okay. It is whatever your brain thinks of when you think of friendship and romantic relationships. Just when I, the first thing I think of is being friends with your lover. Is that a bad mm. or good? I know some people say, nah, I can't be friends with my wife or friends with my lover. It got to be, it's one or the other. You know what I mean? Friendship, you know, distorts the I think the it's the foundation. I, I yeah. think friendship is the foundation of any relationship. Um, you know, probably except for business per se. But mm. I know for me... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no, saying in terms of like, you know, from a romantic, from a romantic space, um, you know, I, I just think that, I mean, because sometimes you can do the business people and you not be friends, you're just doing business. Right, right. So for this specific space, I think that friendship is the foundation of a lifelong, lasting you know, romantic relationship, relationship, period. Let me just speak and just be completely, you know, blunt and right. transparent. Right, please do, please do. So I, um, my ex-husband and I were really good friends. We both were dating other people before we actually like, hey, I'm no longer with him. Like, yo, I'm no longer with her. Like, what's mm -hmm. up? Um, and we started dating, but we had a very strong friendship. We shared stuff with each other like, dang, this is what on my mom, my dad, vice versa. Mm -hmm. Like, we were like down like poor flat. Well, take it, let me see, this is almost, I guess, 20-something years later, you know, although we're not together in a marriage because that just didn't work out, mm -hmm. but we are still friends, and because we have a friendship, we're able to co-parent to the best of both of our ability to be able to do so, and even when he's going through things, guess who he calls? He calls Shantae mm -hmm. because he knows I'm going to give him wise counsel, sound advice, and another part of it, I know your ass. Like, mm -hmm. I know you, and you know me, <laughs> right. so you may can put that over on old girl over there, but I know you. So our friendship was still there. So although, again, the marriage did not last, you know, our, we still have a strong friendship. And like I say, mm. that's the foundation of any relationship. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, in the dating scene now, it's like 
was sustaining is a friendship. The dude I knew back in the day when we used to kick it or whatever. Not this new thing and these new issues that we got or whatever. Right, so right. I think that the friendship is a sustaining space of the romantic relationship. Mm. Hmm. Okay. What do you think, Randy? No, I definitely agree with Shante. What she said, um, definitely need a friendship because somebody told me a long time ago, you really need to like the person you with more than you love them because that love is going to fade out. Mm. But as long as you like them, you can sit around and talk to them, you know, just like that's your homie. But a lot of people jump into this, you know, they think they love. And you hear this a lot, and I, I don't want to put it just on women, but you hear it a lot of times women be like, well, how come you don't hook up with such and such? This guy, oh, that's my friend. You know, I don't see him like that. Well, that's the, probably the guy you need to be with because y'all mm. really good friends. <laughs> y'all really good friends. He know everything about you, you know everything about him. But I think sometimes people just have an idea of what they think a relationship is supposed to be. And they, mm. you know, for for a man, he, he wants Claire Huxtable. You know, she's got to be pretty. <laughs> right, she got to be right. annoying. True, right. true. <laughs> speak, brother, speak. That's because he, he got him a Claire Huxtable. That's why. You know, and, 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 women, and women sometimes, you know, they think their man needs to be accomplished or should look like Denzel and all that. And that's what they, that's what everybody's out here striving for, looking for this perfect thing. And really the perfect thing is right there next to you. You probably went to college with the person or you grew up with them on the block. Because like you said, Shantae, your ex-husband, he calling you and he got something going on. And just like um, some guy might be calling some girl he grew up with or the girl might be calling the guy that she went to college with, you know, whatever. She's having problems with her relationship or her job. It kind of goes back to the movie uh, what's Brown Sugar. Remember? Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. They, yeah. Good one. They thought they thought they was, you know, just really good friends, but really they they was in love with each other. They really mm-hmm. liked each other, you know. But she's out here, you know, she dated the basketball player, Boris Kojo, and, and but really her, her best friend was going out and reading her news article every day, but the guy she lived with or was married to never had time to read her article. Mm. So, you know, that just kind of goes to show. So I just... You know, just to kind of piggyback again what Shantae yeah. said, you know, just find somebody that you like and you can tolerate because as, as the love starts to fade out or fizzle, you, you know, you got to have somebody that you get some common conversation with. Right. Yeah. That's good. And I, and I definitely agree with you guys, but I can see the perspective that friendship can spoil the romanticness. It can spoil it because some things you do around your friends, you're not trying to do around your lover. And and mm. and switching that button on and off, you know what I mean? Like I didn't just told you about all of this stuff, or you didn't see me sick, throwing up, jacked up, you know what I mean? And then to be like, bounce your wow wow boy, come here, uh, hard pass, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you look terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I think sometimes the friendship and things you divulge in a friendship or that you just see in a friendship can spoil a bit the romance. Hmm. Uh, I I will. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. going. I'm going to agree. Sorry, Dolphins. I'm. I'm going to agree with you there, Stephanie. But that's that. that. Well, I'm putting that down on record. It's recorded. Yeah, but I, I agree with the statement, but I don't necessarily agree with what you're saying because mm-hmm. even though it will spoil it, but that when you talk talk about getting on the levels that well, we're, we're married. Shante was married. It's like you need to be able to go through those emotions with, with yeah. your lover. I think the problem it is hard to balance because kind of like. I'm not feeling well, or this is what's plaguing me. But then, 
you know, you want somebody to really rock your world later. It's like, well, we just finished talking about how, right. you know, we got eight invoices that we haven't paid yet. Right, as, as right. <laughs> but now, <laughs> but now you're going to be turned that off, but you know, right. that's in the back of your mind. I know I so messed that I, all up, but come over here and give me some loving, boy. Like, no, nah, you yeah. checked up our money. And, okay, turn that off. Turn the other button on. It's like, I can't turn it on. Yeah, when yeah. I see you, all I see is unpaid invoices right now. <laughs> It's a lot. I was gonna add. add, If you even think about it, too, like how many people quit true friendships? Like people Mm. quit relationships every day. People quit romantic situations every day. But when you talk about a true friendship, how many people quit true friendships? Mm. How many people quit their children? Mm. Like I think there's a certain level, a, a certain bond that you have when you talk about a friendship that may not necessarily be part of the romantic relationship. So I think that that's what sustains the romantic relationship mm-hmm. is the friendship. Mm. Absolutely. That's good. good point. That's good. That's a good point. Great point. Yeah. I love it. We have had a fantastic yes. time today with our best friends. And um, we wanted to bring it all together and wrap it all up and have them each share their top friendship code. Um, or friendship rule, or whatever they have on their minds uh, before we close it out for the day. So since uh, Shante and Stephanie have been dominating the conversation today, and we get, <laughs> one we portion, get, we one get the first word in. Nope, we're going to oh, start so gonna switch it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to switch Go it ahead. up. So that way Randy don't have to piggyback. Well, that word. <laughs> piggyback or come <laughs> after her so we're gonna let men go first this time hey gender equality so, <laughs> so randy i will turn it over to you my brother what you got uh yeah so my top friendship code man it, it, it's simple and i think it kind of goes without saying but people don't really respect it or honor it and that's like don't tell my business mm. when i, I come that. and tell you something you know hey I, if i got this on my mind if it's financial or i'm getting ready to to buy something or if I'm getting ready to start a business or if I'm having trouble with my business, I'm having trouble with my old lady. Uh, you know, I'm talking to you trying to get some advice. Like I don't need you to go back and just, you know, tell our other mutual friends or tell somebody else that, you know, um, see quick, quick example. I had a, he's still my friend and I kind of, you know, sometimes you learn friends over the years, but this is kind of a guy. He's just a little bit of gossipy a little bit. So, you know, you talk to him about certain things. He talked to you about stuff. And then next thing you know, you hear it from somebody else. It's like, you know, and it's mm. not deep. Luckily for me, it wasn't like anything deep, but it's like, I thought me and you were just having a conversation. I don't know why this person, mm. but something mm. to find out. But then when you actually listen, you know, pay attention, I'm, I'm, I'm not even thinking about all the stuff he tells you about other people. Wow. And, yep. and, and uh, in the example I'm giving you, it's nothing really earth shattering that he ever really told me about somebody else, but it's just like, you got to watch who you tell your business to. So, you know, if, I, if I'm talking to you about whatever, if I'm going to ready to buy something, but I haven't made that move yet, but I want to kind of get your feedback. And then the next thing I know, you know, you get a call from somebody else. Hey, man, I heard you get ready to sign a deal with, 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 uh, like Lockheed Martin or somebody. Mm. Well, I haven't, I haven't gotten to that point yet. And how do you know about it? <laughs> right, right. I was, just, I was just getting advice from Adolphus, you know, like, what do you think I should do? I ain't know that got out in the streets yet. So, <laughs> word on my, the street is. Right, and, and maybe yeah. you heard it from someone who's like, hey, don't say anything. But you know, mm-hmm. usually you want to confide in at least your best friend and be like, hey, man, I think I got something coming up. I ain't really supposed to say nothing, but I wanted to share it with someone. And like you said, mm-hmm. then it gets out to, I say someone, they tell someone, they say, you know, they, they related or know the person who's actually talking to you about the offer that wasn't supposed to say anything. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. That's good. That's a good so, one. I love that. That's very true. Yeah. 
Unless it's your wife or your spouse, you can tell them everything. If he tells me, I can tell him. Well, well, <laughs> you know, now, yeah. I, I will say this: it's a it's a rule in my in my Hampton circle. You know, it's already understood the spousal privilege, right? So mm-hmm. when we, when it, whenever there's something that might come up, we be like, "Now nah, there's no spousal privilege on this one." Right, <laughs> right, okay. right. Okay. So I like that. Disclosure. So we come up and say that, like, "Hey." It's no spousal privilege, you know. We try to put that out there, but it's just for the fellas. That's but not, if you don't say that, it's open game. Now, I was going to say that's funny because I think with Randy and I, and I know I could definitely speak on my behalf, I could almost tell without him even saying that, like, okay, this is spousal privilege. This is not. Like, I could tell without him even yeah, classifying that. He'll just say something. I'm like, all right, let me lock that one up. Well, uh, definitely, Randy, we appreciate that uh, top leadership life lesson. <laughs> I always get this messed up. She always gets over about this. Our everyday leadership life lesson. So uh, we definitely want to turn it over to you. Shantae, you are now on uh, following the men. So let's see what you have to say about your leadership life lesson. Well, I think that was probably because ladies should have went first and this would have never happened. But <laughs> <laughs> since y'all wanted to take the leading role, we just allowed y'all to step on see, in and see what happens. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, thanks everybody for listening to this podcast is over we appreciate God bless you good night we, we, we got enough of, of, the, of the good material we're out of here I was just gonna say um, I, my top friendship code life last night I already kind of put it up there out there earlier is not about competing but completing one another mm. when it comes down to friends and supporting each other so that's it I absolutely love that too. That is definitely a top friendship code in my book as well. So we definitely want to uh, say thank you to everyone out there that's listening yes, to us. Um, we you. enjoyed having our besties on today um, to Shantae and Randy. Uh, we love you guys. Yes. Uh, we definitely appreciate you being a part of our lives um, over the past 11 plus and 30 plus years. Um, you guys feed into us um, a lot into our relationships, uh, yes, into our uh, well-being, and we appreciate being a part of your lives as well. You'll be receiving a nice little gift in the mail, so be on the lookout for that. <laughs> uh, is is there any uh, anything else that you guys wanted to share with us? Any information? Yeah, your Instagrams, your websites, just any last plug, shout out, shout outs, or anything like that. I'll go ahead. Uh... First, I want to say thank you guys for having us as well. You know, definitely been an inspiration in our lives. I uh, also want to shout out my wife, Smitha, and, and the kids, Sean and Aaron, because I didn't get them in my professional bio. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 little ball just, and chains. <laughs> and to let anybody know, uh, like I said, my name is Randy Mortis. I am the president and CEO of Blacktop Government Solutions. So we look for any type of software system or cybersecurity engineers. Um, you can check out our website at www.blacktopgs.com. Amazing. All right, appreciate that. Ms. Shante? Yes, thank Dr. you all again oh, so God. much. <laughs> Dr. Hells. <laughs> thank you all so much for having us. It has been a pleasure and a joy as always. Um, and as Randy mentioned, you all have been just as impactful in our lives as you all, as we have been in yours. Um, so it goes mutually. Um, my Instagram for Genesis Outreach and Purpose Life are at Genesis for youth 
and at Purpose Life Coaching, LLC. Um, and then, of course, I'm on Facebook, SGH Consultant Supportive Services, Genesis Outreach, and um, Purpose Life Coaching. All right. All right. Well, do you got anything else to say? God bless you. Good night. All right. Well, again, thank you all. We will end it as we always do. Everyone out there, just keep leading the way.